and welcome to a new episode of uh, Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Deister. And please subscribe to Digital Coffee. Leave a five-star review just to help it become one of the better PC gaming podcasts in the category. But this week, I'm going to be talking about Uncharted's basically coming to PC finally next month. It's going to be interesting. G4, is it, act- is it really in trouble? Discord and forums we also got battlefield news nvidia news and my main thing and be talking about assassin's creed overwatch 2 and call of duty modern warfare 2 a lot of big announcements so it's gonna be one of those big announcements episodes but let's get on with the show Mmm, that's good. So first off, we have Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection will be on PC on October 19th. It will have AMD FSR 2.0 on that one. I'm pretty sure they should have DLSS, but really no word on that one. But it should be something to consider for them. But FSR is still just as good for NVIDIA users as well, so... We'll see if they actually do DLSS, but they will have that as well. Um, there's going to be a bunch of different gameplay, improved gameplay options for UI options, re- reimagined user interface, and additional scale sliders for menus, GPU, and VRAM detection and management options. Also adding auto-pause, minimizing background, variable load speed support, and so much more. So it should be great. This will actually be fun to actually play because I'm actually excited to play this game. On PC, where I can actually shoot, unlike the consoles, where it's a lot more difficult. Luckily, they have the aim assist, but still, I always enjoy more of actually shooting by myself with a keyboard and mouse. And usually, third-person and first-person shooters are always better with a keyboard and mouse. That's just my opinion about it. But I'm a I'm a PC guy anyway, so that's why I always say that it's better there, but especially. Real-time strategy games are always better on PC in general. But with this, excited to see that more and more Sony games are coming to PC, but they're also seeing the dollar signs. So that's why they're actually continuing to do it. Unless it starts to not make any more money, then they'll stop doing it. So let's hope it'll continue to actually do that. All right, moving on to G4. So there's troubling signs in G4 and... My surprised face that you can't see because it's an audio-only podcast is not surprised at all because, well, you did it to yourself. So the problem is, is that way back, I think a year or two ago, where Frost basically went on her little feminism rant and basically said, like, how terrible it is, how terrible you are to me. Women aren't there to look pleasing to you, which I'm like, well, the uh, the former hostess were or former hosts were there to look pleasing to young men and then went on to say like peace and whatever. And then everybody's like, what the hell? Like, yes, there's obviously some trolls on there, but who cares? Also Adam Sessler basically making some political rants about conservatives, which I grew up with him. And I'm like, really dude, this is not the time for this. And he blocked me actually, which was funny. Because I was very 
mild about what I was saying, but I was like, this is not the time for this. And it just became one of those things where it's like, so you hate your own user base and you're chastising them. This is not going to go well for you, any of you. And it, it looks like it hasn't. It looks like, it seems like about two, 25 to 200. It's not really sure, but a good significant amount of people have been laid off from the company and looks like about around a hundred staff are still maintaining this, which they said that it can't be done. We also had some other form for some hosts that were there that left as well. So we just have a bunch of people are just jumping ship because they see it sinking very, very quickly because you never tell your audience to not, if you don't like it, don't watch us because basically they'll be like, all right, I won't watch you then. That's, it's not an ultimatum you make. You basically said, say that, yes, she did say it out of her own feelings, even though we respect her, her way of speaking, we do not really, basically we, we don't condone, but we don't praise this as well. This is basically her own thing. We are, we are a channel for every gamer, not a channel for a very specific gamer. The problem is they didn't do this and this is why you're seeing all the layoffs because everybody's like, I'm not watching this anymore. This is why. So am I sad to see G4 again crumble? Yes, because I grew up with it. it is it, was I shocked about this? No, because they did it to themselves. All right, moving on to Discord. It looks like Discord is going to be bringing back forums. So Discord, which we all know was largely made popular because of gamers, and now they're deciding to do forum channels so you could actually get more, I guess, better information as long as you have a Discord account. So you're not really going to see this online, which is the advantage of Reddit because Reddit, you can see the posts online. This one, you cannot really see. You have to have an account to see this stuff. So if you really want to have a little bit more of a private forum for businesses, this might actually be a good thing for you. It's a little bit more instant. So let's see how this goes. I, I have discord. Do I think it's the best one? No, I think guild is actually pretty good for gaming specifically. And discord just doesn't really care about gaming as much as they did before. They're trying to be basically the, the chat for everybody now that that's just how it is. And I get it. Like this is not against any of their business decisions. I get it. You, when you corner one area, you're, you're not just going to be like, all right, we're done with quartering the market. We're not going to do anything else. No, you try to go for more things. So this is just a natural step to it, which is funny because discord is largely what has killed the forums is discord itself. So they're bringing it back which is basically saying, Hey, look, you can still have a forum on us on our servers. Please join us, pay money. So you can actually get better audio and video quality, which I always laugh about. But if you're on a bunch of different servers, this could actually be a good thing for you. Cause you could find information through there. So I'm not really against this. Actually, I'm not against it at all. All right, moving on to Battlefield is celebrating 20 years. Yes, it's the 20th anniversary of Battlefield. So when you actually go in, you can get some of the Battlefield cards. So you can actually get that through the years of Battlefield 1942, 
Battlefield Vietnam, Battlefield 2142, Battlefield 2, Battlefield Bad Company, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Battlefield 1943, which was a very short-lived one, Battlefield 1, Battlefield Modern Combat, Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield 3 and 4, Battlefield 5, and the current one. I think I don't think I'm missing... Oh, Battlefield Heroes. Yes, I do know all the Battlefields, pretty much. But yes... You can play all of them. Oh, I forgot Battlefield Play for free because it was short-lived on, I, I guess it was big in Asia. But yeah, there was a lot of it. Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam actually did that as well. So there's a bunch of different ones. So if you are inclined to actually get it, then yeah, you can get a bunch of different 20th anniversary type of a thing. Now, 2042 has gotten a better as they've updated it more, changed things around, they're eventually going to be doing the specialist system, which they probably should have been done prior to it, but they were testing with the audience instead of internally testing this and seeing if this would actually be great. And we let them know that we really, really wanted the combat system or the specialist system back. So I'm excited to see they're doing this. The new maps are interesting. We at least got two new ones. They're redoing, they're refreshing the old ones to actually make it look like it was, it's a war zone, not that it looks pristine and more cover because there's the current vanilla maps. There's barely any cover in large stretches of the maps. If you play 128 player on conquest and Breakpoint as well, but conquest is just basically the full up map. And so this is a better option for it. Now, I've always said the most interesting part about Battlefield 2042 was Portal. And I still say that. I still think they should really lean into remaking all the Battlefields into Portal. Because if I can't get Battlefield 2043, I want to replay Battlefield 2142. Because I love Titan Mode and the mechs. And it would be interesting to play on Frostbite where you can actually destroy things with those things. But we'll see what they actually do with portal if they actually will continue to do it or if it's just going to be this one-off thing i think portal's probably the best thing that actually came out of 20, 2042 but i digress all right moving on to a little bit of gaming business news nvidia has retained basically 80 percent of the discrete gpu market versus amd's 20 percent despite gaming revenue losses so nvidia is still in the lead for GPU market, AMD is slowly catching up or back from it, but AMD has has done largely well enough with their newest graphics cards to finally have competition. And if the rumors are true, we're really not going to be seeing Intel's graphics cards because they're going to just mothball the whole division and product lines because it just isn't doing very well. Which surprisingly, I could have told them that I'm like in unless you're really all in it for the GPU market, it's going to be a rough ride. And they figured out it was a rough ride and they're not going to do anything about it. But here we are. We still have AMD and we still have NVIDIA. Now, we'll see how this all works out, how well AMD will keep on climbing back from it because it's them clawing their way back because they've been terrible or... Their GPUs haven't been great for so long that it's them mostly clawing their way back and delivering messages to the consumer that were just as good as NVIDIA for the most part. There's some things that they're not as good at with NVIDIA, but 
The 6000 series graphics GPU cards have been just as good as Nvidia's ones this time around. We'll see what the newest line from the 4000 and the 7000 series actually does and if it's actually going to be any good. All right, moving on to the first announcements of 3 is going to be Overwatch 2. So Overwatch 2 is going to be coming out in October October 4th. October 1st Overwatch 1 is no more, I guess. It's kind of a weird like transitional period. But we do have a little bit more information on the new character. She is a healer type. She does have teleporting abilities. She does have another ability that does mitigate any it's a cleansing effect where it will cleanse anything for so like Anna's bionic grenade or Junker Queen's other ability that does take life away from you as well. She also has, it also will mitigate damage from the trailer that I saw where it basically mitigated the damage of junk rats ultimate, which I'm always a little skeptical about because they tried that with Moira and it was just, it wasn't good, but this character is very interesting because of her healing ability. It's, it's almost similar to what Anna does in a way it'll either heal or it's like a cross between Anna and Brig because Anna will either heal or not heal if it's the enemy. So she has that type of similarity between it and her ultimate ability will basically be a huge speed boost and reduced cooldown time. So it should be interesting to see the synergy between all of it. Now that's all we really get. And then we're moving on to the seasonal model that they're actually going to be doing. So overwatch players will be able to unlock the new hero. So if you've played overwatch one, you'll be able to unlock the new hero, which is fine. New players that have not played overwatch at all. will have to actually unlock her through the, the battle pass system. Now, Season one will have three new heroes, six new maps, 30 plus skins, new mythic skin, and new game mode. So unless you get the battle pass, which I think is about going to be about $10, you're not going to be able to get it. Now, this is great for the introduction of Overwatch 2. My concern is, is just as the seasons go on, will they actually, will people want to unlock the new heroes are just pay $10 and keep on instantly unlocking the heroes because free to play is always about grinding. That's what they do. You either grind or you pay you. There is no other way. That's why I've never been in favor of the free to play model, even though everybody's been like, yes, free to play. It'll bring in more players. Well, yeah, no, this game still has to be good. It still has to be fun for the most part. And if you don't have either one of them, then it doesn't really matter if it brings in new players because the players don't stay. Then you're just, you're just, you're just churning and burning basically. And that's more my fear about it. I, I still wish it was more of a paid game because at least getting skins that way was going to be a lot easier. Even if it was through a battle pass type thing, but unfortunately, no, it's free to play and you still have to pay for the seasons if you actually want to still play Overwatch. And that's the other question. 
are they going to be able to convince us to come back to play Overwatch 2 after drastic change from Overwatch the original? Because you're going to have one last tank, which I've never agreed with, no matter how many streamers are like, it's so much better. I'm like, it's not really that much better. It's just different. The new maps, which are interesting. Push is not really... It's still a blah mode. It's it's no better than the 2CP, which is fun and terrible at the same time. So we still got the same thing. It's just different mode. So we'll see when it actually comes out, if it's actually going to be great. But I'm still highly skeptical that their changes are actually the benefit of Overwatch. I feel like instead of actually trying to fix Overwatch and fix the 6v6 and make it more, make it better, they just decided to just redo it, just take out one tank and forget the tank synergy, which I always enjoy with tanks as well. There's a synergy between that as well, and you lose that part. And they could have just done like like redoing Sigma. They already redid Orisa, Reduce Sigma to really not have a shield or to have very few characters that are shield characters. They could have gone that route, but they didn't. And so this is where we're at now. Yes, they did re reduce the shields because you only have one tank, but you could have reduced it in other ways. And that's always been my issue with it is that they just don't think creatively as much. They're like, well, this is just easier and we're just going to make it more difficult deathmatch style overwatch all right moving on to the latest news of call of duty modern warfare 2 yes they finally unveiled it, it looks interesting it's gonna be interesting to play on pc i'm not playing on ps5 i know it's good we get it earlier always the irony with sony oh you can't buy that company and have exclusives but we want exclusives it's okay if we do it but if you do it now Anyways, it looks interesting. I'm optimistically skeptical about this one because Vanguard and then Cold War were just not that good for the Call of Duty line. They were pretty awful. We'll see what it is, but they will be having a Escape from Tarkov-like mo called DMZ. Also, the Warzone 2 map is more desert with different elevations. You can now swim underwater in Modern Warfare 2. You can also... Hang on ledges, which I don't know about that one, but there's very different things you can do. The coolest thing was the gunsmith system where it's kind of like when you unlock all these attachments and you unlock the receiver, then you get a new gun and all those attachments work with that gun. So you're not having to unlock a bunch of different attachments for each specific gun, which makes it a lot easier and not as grindy as it was before. But it's interesting so, I mean, I like that part. I like the swimming is fine. They do a better job than Battlefield. Battlefield kind of had swimming, kind of sort of. You could, like, go underwater for a bit, but not really much. There's only specific guns that can actually shoot underwater, so you can't use. So they did very similar to what Battlefield, I think, 4 and 5 did. 2042 got rid of it for whatever reason. But, yeah, there's very specific things you can do with that. As well, there were some interesting tech, like you, there's a DDoS attack for the heartbeat monitor. The heartbeat monitor is back, but it has, it's on a battery, thinks you can't use it all the time. 
there was like one, there was like a explosive you could throw up on a wall and it would kill or on the roof. It would kill people above you. There was like remote sticky cameras where you could see people and mark them for your team as well. So there's a bunch of different things that are interesting, but also things that would be very, very frustrating. So I'm wondering how you, how there's going to be counterplay with this is, is there going to be a way for you to know that you're pinged through the camera? Like, what is it that is going to be the counterplay to this? Because there's got to be some type of counterplay or it's just going to be awful in general. Warzone 2 looks interesting. They're trying to redo the way the circles work and splitting up the circles between different teams. So it's not this age old way of doing it like before. The gulag has you working with a teammate, so that's interesting as well. So it's all good in practice, but I still want to see what's going to what's going to go on when it actually comes out on PC. It's not until next week, and I think tomorrow is the early access for the PS5. So PS5 owners, you can once again play the beta for a little bit longer than everybody else, but mm, I'm still sticking to PC on this one. I do not like playing first person or third person shooters on PC, which is, which I almost forgot to mention. They do have a new third person mode. I don't know how that's really going to work because if, if you have both playing at one game, you might as well just switch the third person view because you'll have more of a viewpoint of what's going on with it there. So like I said, it should be interesting. There wasn't a whole, whole bunch of news, but there was enough news to make me interested to see where it's going to go with this. If it's going to be any good, if it's going to have the pedigree as the original Modern Warfare did, because that was a fun game. That was surprising out of everything. So we'll see what Modern Warfare 2, if it actually can continue to be the next, the same pedigree as Modern Warfare and not be Vanguard or Cold War, because those both sucked. And now moving on to Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yes, it's you're going to play Basim in the, the newest one of Assassin's Creed. Looks like you're going to be more in the Middle East area of this one. So it should be interesting to see what how that entails. Instead of being a Viking, you're now going to go almost back to what the original Assassin's Creed was at. So we'll see how well that actually does what new things how the parkour system which is supposed to be inspired by unity is going to play into this how open world this is going to be or if it's not going to be open world there hasn't been too much of what's going on and all basically the footage was just cgi rendered and there wasn't much to actually see from this one they are going to make a mobile version of this set in China, but it's people have been wanting to have Assassin's Creed in Japan for God knows how long. And they still haven't really done it, which is a huge miss on their part, but there, there was a controversy that's claiming that there will be real gambling of money. And then they said there won't, it's not actually rated adult only. So it's probably rated mature more than likely hopefully this is returned to actually stealth like type of gameplay a little bit more even though valhalla was interesting it was very light on the stealth you could just go in and because it's vikings and vikings aren't really the most stealthiest of people but 
I'll be, like I said, optimistic, but still skeptical about it because once again, it's Ubisoft. They, they make interesting things, but then they ruin them somehow again and again and again. Like Siege, Vanilla Siege was great, and then they just made bombastic characters, and you're just like, what happened to Siege? You're like more like Fortnite in some ways, which I would like to see more of a return to what Assassin's Creed was and not just a carbon copy of Witcher 3 because once Witcher 3 came out, Assassin's Creed Origin really for the most part copied a bunch of things that Witcher 3 did. I'm not saying you shouldn't actually use some of those in your game, but I didn't I didn't feel like it was an Assassin's Creed game. I felt like it was a skin of The Witcher 3 in and of itself. So we'll see how open world this is or if it's going to be a little bit more confined. Like what are they going to be doing? What new things are they going to be doing with this one? What refinements are they going to have? Hopefully some refinements. How well this will play. This is all kind of up in the air because we don't really have much information besides it's your Basim is the main character in this one. That's really about it. So I'm saying that all in all, with all these announcements coming out, it, it was it was interesting. It was and I wasn't really excited for any of it. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm I won't play Overwatch 2. I'm not saying I won't play the new Assassin's Creed or I won't play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. But there was no excitement in this stuff anymore. This was all very business-like type of announcements, which is fine, but the, it's it's all like business and no fun anymore, which I miss the fun in gaming, but it just feels like there's no more fun. They just make these big spe- spectacles. Well, not Overwatch 2, but the other two made big spectacles, big high production and paid people to be the hosts and everything and all this fanfare and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 event had a bunch of streamers with a bunch of ring lights and just them playing it. It's like, great. Well, I, I would like to play it, but apparently not being a streamer, I can't play it until next week. So, I mean, I know the hosts were all excited and, oh, ah, yee, but they kind of have to be. I mean, if you're just like, eh, this is all right, we'd be like, yeah, you're not our host. But I just, I wanted more authentic, I guess, fun and less pandering. It all just seemed very pandering to me. And that's what I miss. I miss that authentic, like, get the people that created this, games just on the stage floor. Yes, a lot of them were awkward, but I'd rather take the awkwardness than the polishedness of, yeah, we're paying you to be hype men or women. So that's my thing. That That's really my thing. I would like to see more authentic, less pomp and stance events. I care less about people like, Ooh, ah, look at this. Just show me what's going to be in it. Let me like get excited or not. Cause that's really what it is. You're showing me so I can get excited. You being excited doesn't really make me that excited. It's like, well, you played it, but I haven't. And I've only seen the trailer. That doesn't make me excited at all. It makes me go, okay, how's that going to work? Oh, is that going to be completely overpowered? Am I going to have to be, am, am I going to have a horrible experience with this? Never really showed me anything beyond that. And it was, it was a little frustrating. 
Like, like I don't want to see CGI trailers anymore. Can we honestly just show me gameplay trailers instead? That is a lot, lot better. I mean, the Blizzard one wasn't half bad. At least showed me who, who the new character was, her abilities. I may be a little skeptical about some of the abilities, but at least I got to sh- see what it was all about and what the battle pass was all about. Even though I'm not really too keen on battle passes, at least I got to see what it was all about. They did it the right way where I was like, okay, well that's interesting. We'll have to wait and see everything. But, and I may, this may just be being older and I just don't have the excitement anymore as when I was younger, that could always be a thing, but less pop and stance. Like I don't care about, the host. I don't care about all this talk, all this talk, all this talk, like bullet points, get to what I want to see bullet points, get to what I want to see too much. Marketing speak does not make it better. Like the marketers need to be out of the room and the PR people need to be in there being like, look at bullet points. This, this is, this is the press release of events. Give very bullet pointy type of thing. Stop being Apple. Like, no more Appleness. Not everybody has to copy what everything that Apple does. It's a very annoying to see everything Apple like. Oh, this is great, magical. It's like no, it's not. It's technology. There's no magic part of it. It's all in my imagination. But yeah, I I would really like to see kind of just the stripped down more versions of announcements, more blizzard feel, less pomp and stance and just show more gameplay footage. Like show that, show me why I should play this game. Remember their whole point is to convince me to spend the money to play the game and to buy the battle passes and everything else and all the pre-orders and all that other stuff. If they cannot do that, then they are failing. The marketing people are failing. The PR people are failing if they cannot convince me to do that. And I feel like they care more about the bedazzle or the dazzle or the whatever isles than they do about showing me the gameplay. Show me why I should buy this game. Do not show me all the glittery things about your game. Show me the game. Show me the real game. Don't show me a E3 trailer that will eventually be changed again. Show me the game. That's all I want. Anyways, thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review. Let's get up on the, the rankings on that one. And join me next week as I talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Game on. And get excited about games that show you what a game is supposed to be. Later.